Welcome to About Being Alive. I'm Jordan. And I'm Jason. And we're happy to be here again. It's been a little break for us. And uh, to go ahead and get started, we will do as we normally do and get going with the meditation here. So if you recommend that um, you wait to listen to this if you're driving a vehicle until you're in a location where you can relax, perhaps either lie down or sit in a comfortable seated position. And what we'll do now is begin to turn our awareness inward, becoming aware of our breath, aware of the feeling of our feet on the floor, allowing our shoulders to drop down now. And settling into the moment. First, we'll just become more aware of our body. Just bringing your awareness down to your feet. Noticing the connection between you and the ground. Moving up, becoming aware of your ankles, calves, knees. Noticing any sensations. Continue to move up into the thighs. The hips. Up now into the lower back, stomach, and the gut. Feeling whatever there is to feel. Moving up. Noticing the back and chest, going all the way up into the shoulders and down the arms and forearms and hands. Back up into the neck and head. Now noticing the entire body at once and observing. Observing whatever it is that is happening now. to drop down, down into your belly, imagine if you can, an orange, golden ball, Resting inward from your belly button. Imagine two to three inches inside your belly button. Glowing warm golden ball. Approaching this ball with curiosity. Noticing the colors. size, the shape, perhaps noticing a feeling of warmth as you allow yourself to move closer to the source then
you continue to breathe, notice on your inhale, see and feel the ball get brighter and bigger. With each inhale, allowing the ball to expand in all directions. Down through your hips to your legs and upwards to your chest, arms, filling your body with this golden light. Now gently allow the ball to contract. Observe the light moving back down through the arms, down the chest, up from your feet, your knees and thighs back into your belly. Allow the ball to shrink back until it's the size of a large marble, where all that energy and light and power is now contained and available to you whenever you may need. Need a resource, a boost, greater sense of fulfillment self. And when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes, return to the room. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. Would you, uh, would you experience um, in terms of physical, would you notice in terms of physical sensations? When I spread the golden light everywhere, I felt the energy of light around my skin as if it was, I was kind of also encapsulated within this orb mm. that was around my body. It reminded me a lot of the TV show Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. And there's a concept called Super Saiyan. That when the the athlete, the uh, character was able to ascend certain levels of strength and and, and psychological strength too, hmm. they were able to create this energy. <laughs> I don't know, like inner energy vortex that allowed them to like start glowing with light. Huh. I don't know how to explain Super Saiyan that quite well for those who are not familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I was Super Saiyan. I, I, I'm only, I mean, I've seen a couple episodes, but I'm just familiar with that image. And, That's the um, image how I felt, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That, I, I felt something similar too. And it was like, you know, kind of charging up. Yeah. And it's spilling out. And uh, yeah, and I guess it goes, you know, the idea of auras, right? And you have this aura, this energy field that, extends beyond our physical body. I think heart math has done some cool stuff on that. Like looking at the magnetic field of the heart 
Mm-hmm. And it, it extends, I think, nine feet out. They're able to measure it. Wow. Yeah. Um, radius of nine feet. It's electric magnetic frequencies that we're able to actually measure from the heart. Um, so, yeah, and it'll, you know, I think the purpose of that was just a way to settle into your body and then also perhaps charge up. Dude, what a cool experiment that I can just turn on this magic light within me. <laughs> I, that visualization practice, that was all just me creating with my mind. Right. It's always there. It's, there. it's cool to flip it on. Whether or not someone believes in auras doesn't matter because no. we all have had that experience being around somebody who kind of has a certain vibe that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And that you can even say that's the aura, that's their aura mixing with your aura. Whatever you want to call it, whatever words, it's just their vibe or whatever. Yeah. And you experience it and you go, ooh, hmm, I don't like being right here right now. Yeah. Versus, or somebody that you're like, wow, I'm getting energy. You're excited to see that you're around and you feel enlivened, right? And yeah. enlivened by their, just your presence. And some people are able to turn on that natural presence. And sometimes it's just a matter of a certain connection. Like when we saw each other today, it was like, yes. Yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> yeah. And we just did a little handshake. You know, we did a little that. Yeah. And, and you just yeah. feel it. You feel it. And yeah. that maybe also is the energies coming together that know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then blending, you know, the mix, right? Like we made some, uh, some tinctures. We'll get into that a little later probably, but what's a tincture tincture, uh, tincture, elixir, 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 um, you know, a mixture of herbs. We mix some herbs and tea and just, I think with people, right. With different, different personality traits and different past experiences, whatever, you know, the, combination of factors that make us us you know not everything mixes you know like if if i would have you had green tea and if i would have put a bunch of chocolate in that i don't know if it would have worked right not that chocolate's bad or cacao powder isn't good it's just you know matter of context matter what else what other elements are at play i think that goes with people too there's a reason why certain recipes work because it's the right mix of flavors you know there is you know, get some matcha ice cream with some Ooh. cacao yeah. syrup. Okay, now you're starting to talk about a good mix. Yeah. You know, but maybe if you just dump some raw cacao powder into green tea and call it a day. <laughs> it's not the right mix, man. Not the right mix. You got to no. find your mix. You got to find your mix. Yeah. And, you know, so so today we were going to uh, jam on support and, and the different types of support. Um, both internal and external and, and, you know, giving and receiving support. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about mindfulness and I think it's nice to talk to sort of camp mindfulness and this idea of an internal support system, right? A way where you can, you have this light that you can turn on within you as a resource to offer support to perhaps, uh, you know, add resources to meet whatever demands you're currently facing, you know. Um, and uh, it, same with tinctures or elixirs, you know, like what do you like? What do you do to support yourself? Yeah, just intrapersonally. Yeah, yeah. I always have to have a second before I think inter or intra. Yeah, me too. It always takes me a second. <laughs> it's like, I'm glad you did it and not me, honestly, because yeah. <laughs> I don't feel confident. I don't know. It's, I always do that. It's <laughs> yeah. a tricky word, intra, you know. Yeah. Um, I think the, for sure practicing mindfulness helps because to me that's also like it's it's something to clean the gunk off of the windshield. Gunk being just society's conditioning that's always trying to get us. And sometimes it's getting us in a good way like listening to a, a podcast that we enjoy or reading a book. Like that's still some degree conditioning, right, of some yeah. external source shaping our mind um, or it's advertisements or a TV show. They're all just like different conditionings from society. And so mindfulness helps to just kind of clean the gunk. I've also heard the metaphor, which I love getting the inbox to zero, getting through all the emails. <laughs> that's, such a, <laughs> that's such a 21st century yeah. metaphor. Like, you know, it's like it's such a good way to like clean the emails. Yeah. Get to inbox zero. Imagine bringing that back to the monastery. Like the f- <laughs> Yeah, like the fifth century. Like, what are you talking about? Dude? Yeah, there's no emails. Yeah. There's no mail. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to. They don't get notified. 
They got they had mail back in this 18th so. century. They had pigeons, birds. Yeah. They had a person delivering parchment. Mail. Yeah, they did for sure. Probably, yeah, far less crowded their their mental space. They had people traveling long distances to deliver messages. Yeah. That kind of carrier was a very respect. I don't know. Was it respected? I don't know. I don't know either. Is it more or less respected than I respect it now? Person today, I think so too. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool to be a mail person. Me right too. Long journeys, a lot of time to practice. Yeah, to deepen your practice. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame that we don't um, prioritize or uh, see mail the same way anymore because we have email. It's instantaneous. Yeah. Snail mail. We call it snail mail, dude. Yeah. That's Who offensive. has a yeah snails? Yeah. No, we don't. Cute, but you don't want to touch them, really. No, they're slimy. Yeah, yeah. So, so mindfulness support. What? Anything else? Like you know, uh, uh, yeah. Like the you know, let's say your your inbox is is packed, and you have you're feeling the weight of life's demands. You know what? What are you gonna do to tell yourself, like, hey, Jason, I got your back. Yeah. I think okay, there's a couple of things that I do to just restart. Yeah. Right. There's like, okay, things are over flooded. Okay. Time to restart. Clean my room. Just try to spend a day without my phone. Try to not go on social media. Uh, take a break from work. So there's things that like that where it's like, okay, time to restart my living kind of atmosphere. Time to get clean. Yeah. Right. Clean the room up, that whole thing. And then I think there's also something that I've discovered is um, just like watching that movie. That I like huh. is a good way of support. Like yesterday, I watched part of Shawshank Redemption. What a great movie, man! <laughs> great movie, yeah. <laughs> and I love rewatching things. I've learned because that gives me safety, gives me support. For some reason, like rewatching stuff or rereading things, mm. I just love. It's like ah, oh. you know, or like uh, I rewatched uh, season one of The OC a few years ago. <laughs> hey, Rollback. man, I'm, uh, it's, you know, yeah. it's a guilty pleasure. I'm not down. To th- I'm okay with throwing down that guilty pleasure that yeah. I like the OC <laughs> a lot. Hey, we, we, California, right? It's yeah. just a great theme song. It's a great thing. So there's some amount of support that comes from rewatching entertainment, mm. even passively because it triggers maybe nostalgia, yeah. nostalgic feeling. And it does it. I am, you know, it's for me, you're done with coursework. I'm in the middle of finals. And I remember last year I would watch, I would watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. I got into it and then I would watch episodes again and again to get that. It was supportive. I I knew everything was going to happen. There was no novelty anymore, but it was the comfort that came from perhaps knowing what was going to happen and that predictability and the familiarity of the feelings that I can anticipate that, provided that support that I needed in these times of uncertainty and challenge. It's a great TV show. It is also brilliant. I mean, brilliant. And there's a new season out, um, which is also fantastic. Um, yeah, I think support is, well, you know, first of all, you can provide it for yourself. I know one thing that I struggle with at times is, is when do, is, is asking for support. I suck at it. I, uh, I don't really, and, and I didn't really realize how this this lack of, uh, of ability that I have to ask for support and really define what I need from others until someone asked me, like, what do you need? Like, if you could get any, how could I support you right now in this moment? It's mm. like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. T- how can you? Like, tell me, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm wondering, and I think it's common, for, at least from what I've heard, I think it's common among males. You know, specifically, right? Like you got to figure it out yourself, do it yourself. Um, yeah, like there's this idea that men can't ask for di- uh, directions. Yeah, which right. is like f- that's always bothered my mind because I'm totally okay asking anybody for directions. Yeah, uh, but I see what you mean be- for ask for support because one thing I've found is okay if I ask someone to help me, it's kind of like okay, well, how much can they really help me? That's mm-hmm. how I that goes. That's the narrative in my mind is like. The only support I need is to kind of let go of all these things that are kind of bogging mm. my mind down. Mm-hmm. I need – it's only I have control over that. Mm. And so it's hard to imagine – I don't really know what kind of support people can offer me directly besides another form of support that I give myself in a way is I let go of work and I come to Claremont, for instance, um, 
and just see friends and just hang out and not yeah. worry about needing to get work done or whatever and just kind of letting go and just being there. Yeah. That's a way to give me support with people. Right. But it's hard for me to think about what can people do for me? Well, you know what? Okay. So what, you know, because that's interesting because you mentioned a way you, in a sense, give yourself support is to put yourself in an environment where you're getting support from others. Right? Yeah. And we're just hanging out. And you're just hanging no out. No one even knows that I have this in my mind of like, I'm here with them. Yeah. 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 So what do you leave? What are you getting from others that you're not getting from yourself to the same degree? Would you say? I don't know. There's something so nice about being around people. That's yeah. why I like that famous study with like the hundreds of hundreds of men from Boston that they followed at the start of freshman year of college in the early 1900s mm-hmm. up until I think I think it's still going on with their children today. Yeah. And they found the biggest predictors of physical well-being was the quality of relationships. Yep. Not money, not career success. Uh, but the people who lived the longest out of that sample were the people that had the best quality relationships that were still married, that had good marriages, um, good friends, you know, uh, not not quantity of friends, but quality. Yeah. And also those who were happiest were also quality of relationships. I mean, that's the number one predictor. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've, I've found that a lot more too. And, and you know, I, what I imagine is I imagine you uh, – Going in, you know, you have all you have these worries or whatever. You have all these things going on in your mind, and then being around people with familiarity, you just start to jam and be present. And yeah, play it's, it's right group and, flow and group flow. Yeah, and have this group flow experience group flow. where you're transcending yourself in a sense. You're becoming um, part of this uh, of, of this collective and, and sharing without really identifying with these problems anymore. And it's energizing. Yeah. Let me describe the experience and then yeah. your expertise in group flow. You can kind of bring up the definition for those who don't know it. But yeah. the experience that I get is like I'm around people and I just jam on topics that I lose myself in. So like usually the first one is just humor. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of all making fun of either each other or something. And there's this loss of ego when you make fun of each other and you're kind of making fun of and making light of situations. There's nothing better than laughing at a mutual problem that no one can solve, but we're just laughing at it. Yeah. It's oh, it's so nice. It just disarms all walls. Um, or it's just jamming out on philosophical ideas. You know, we were drinking our elixirs earlier. I can't yeah. say the word tincture. 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 Yeah. I'll try. I'll try. Well, to actually, to be clarified, I think a tincture typically is like herbs that have been um, sitting in, in, uh, in rice wine or, or rice liquor. To, to sort of dissolve the herb and get to the herbal essence of it. Okay, we'll I'll have to do that next time yeah. for sure. Yeah. That sounds yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So we're drinking our elixirs, elixirs and we're just like jamming on mythology and symbolism. And that, I lose myself in that. And that's, you can't, I can't do that as well by myself. Um, there's something special to being with people and hearing different ideas that I can't think of. Yeah. Well, you mentioned some qualities. Um some qualities of the group flow experience, like loss of ego, loss of sense of self, um, you know, this idea of a collective ambition or collective intention, right? So if you're with a, like we were just, we were all there to jam, right? Yeah, there was there an were, implicit It, it was implicit. Intention. It wasn't it spoken per se, but it was we all were on the same page and we had a, we had a common goal to be, right? It's very abstract. We were just there to be with one another and to do with whatever came up, right? Do you think that implicit intentions, mutual implicit intentions are stronger than mutual explicit Mm. intentions? Like if we were to state, hey, let's talk about philosophy or let's talk about symbolism, that would not be as strong as if it's all something we've agreed upon behind the scenes Mm. without saying out loud, but we all feel that we're in it. Yeah. That's an interesting question. I, I, I would say, yeah, I would say yes, potentially, depending on what context you're in, you know, or uh, like I would imagine, I guess music. I'm going to push it right back to you, right? <laughs> music. So let's say you're with a, you're like with a group and you're like, hey, let's jam in this way. 
or let's jam. Not as fun. No, or or someone just like picks up an instrument, and you just start playing a riff, and then someone else comes in. You come in, and someone else comes in with something. Like which one, you know, do you find more creative or engaging? Yeah, the improv. Yeah, to so the improv comedy, right? Like right. you're just in it, and you're trying to find your way, and we have each other's backs. But you don't need to have each other's backs when you have the script. Because you have the script, it's like, okay, I know you're going to say this. I'm going to say this. There's less of a support needed. But mm. in improv, you say, I have your back because we have no idea where we're going, but I know you support me. Yeah. And there's something special about that. And maybe when you're forming a new team in an organization, you do want to explicitly state intentions to yeah. try to move people towards the implicit. Right. Um, I don't know how the way, the best way to do that, go from explicit to implicit. Yeah. That's some fascinating work there. That is. Yeah. That is. And, you know, I think you brought up support and that structure can provide that support in those contexts, right? Like, okay, we, we know that we're going to operate within these confines. Like, I feel, I feel comfortable that I can express myself because I may not know. We may have not established this level of psychological safety to a certain degree yet. Um, so the formality allows me to feel comfortable. Um, whereas when you really know each other, you know, then it's like, hey, let's – Let's break down all the walls. Yeah, there's no walls are needed. Yeah. I think about that with like sometimes I do need – I have I have a need or a desire for um, some sort of validation hmm. of – maybe it drives from an insecurity, a validation of like I'm doing okay or a validation of if I am being funny and someone laughs, like that feels good. Mm -hmm. It does feel good. And I'm trying to get this at a most non-judgmental perspective, right? We could talk about healthy narcissism all day, but if we're just to take it at face value, having a having someone laugh at a joke is really good feeling. Uh, being seen is a good feeling. Yeah. Um, and I thought about that and how like I I do enjoy that out in the world, being seen and kind of fun, and yet I also enjoy being with friends in which there is no need for validation. Hmm. Like when I think about some of the best times with friends, with people that I know, there's no need to get attention. There's no even a desire to like, hey, look at me. We're just being mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And there's no walls needed. There's no striving to like, hey, Noah, look at me. Or like, I'm being funny right now. Yeah, there's just yeah. kind of, we're just all sitting back. And that's, that's a, mo a state of superior support. Yeah. Yeah, versus the validation support of meeting new people and that whole thing. Fun, but less supportive. It's more, it's flimsy. You know, it, flimsy. it seems flimsy that, and, and it, it, it's like a prop. Okay, this will hold me up for a while. But, you know, I don't know if I trust this per se for in the long run, right? I wouldn't build a house on this support. Yeah, Whereas it's fun I, to do. It's fun to do. It's like a sure. competition, like a sport. Yeah. Like yeah. playing the big game. Yeah. I love doing that. I also love the practice. Yeah. I love training. I think it's also, it, it's like a, you know, it's like coffee or a shot of espresso. Like it gives you that jolt and you feel it's very visceral, right? You feel that uh, validation, those laughs from new people and that excitement that comes with it. But it also, it can fade quickly too. It can lead a void. Whereas, you know, I was just home for Thanksgiving and I was really aware of being around friends um, that I've had for, you know, a decade, right? And and that support that's so well established, where so good. where the, you know, the, and it's just like it's so uh, we're so open and comfortable, and and the support came in a lot of different ways. It came from I felt supported when they were just clowning on me. Yeah, right. I felt supported by that. I felt that oh wow, I really feel that these they care enough about me to poke me in these ways that are going to like challenge me. And then also supported in the sense of just really honest and authentic appreciation of being in one another's presence, both physically. Yeah. And that's another thing, like support. Like I've come to realize that I need to be I, – I feel supported physically. Like I, I'm, I'm very kinesthetic. I like touch. So like being able to like wrestle and hug is something that I'm like, oh, okay, now I feel – I need that. Connected. Like, connected, yeah. So connected, yeah. I mean we helped – a couple of friends of mine helped someone move on Sunday from where they're living in Pasadena back home over near Santa Clarita. So it was a bit of a drive. Yeah. And we packed up their their U-Haul and then there was four of us 
and we all sat in front of the on the U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And we're all smushed together, dude. Yeah. We're all six foot and higher, yeah. you know, taller. So we're we're pretty tall dudes. And we're just squished and our arms are all around each other because yeah. it's hard to fit our shoulders in. Yeah. And man, it was the f- most fun. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all squished and, you know, yes, my hips got tired. Yeah. yeah. It fell asleep and all this stuff. But just to be all in the, all with each other, physically touching, the oxytocin. Yeah. Men don't get enough oxytocin. I agree. And I think that usually we pair the oxytocin, we condition it with sexuality. Yeah. And sexual feelings. And, and it's... It's good to feel the nuances and not always have to have oxytocin with sexuality. It can yeah. just be oxytocin with the bros. Yes. Or with a friend or with a family member. Any any gender, anything, just n- having that sense of closeness. Right. And, and, the, and, the, and I think the tangibility of it, right? Like it's so physical and visceral and it's here and it's something I can bank on. I can touch it. I know it. I feel it. Rather than... Um, something more, especially for males, something more abstract, like, uh, I don't, I, maybe I don't feel as comfortable articulating my emotions. It's harder. It's I think harder, it's harder right? for us to articulate yeah. and to receive articulated yes. emotions. And yeah. I think it's both. I think it's both. Whereas if it's just like maybe through a hug or an embrace or like a nudge, you, we can express all that we need to say through that physical touch. Or a primal scream. Yes. Like having... Like screaming at someone while they're screaming at me during a volleyball match after a big hit. That's yeah, I feel yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. But it's it's cognitive based communication. Yeah. Of like a word and then saying it. It's harder. Like I've noticed that like saying thank you or banking on a really fun weekend and like talking like, hey, I had a lot of fun. Like that was really fun this weekend. Good to hang out with you, dude. Still isn't as much as a hug. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, man. It's, and I also wanted to say something about what you said earlier about like being made fun of, being poked f- yeah. at, challenged. I also think that there's something about being poked at that's that's accepting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like when someone pokes at me and makes fun of me, it's like, oh, it's okay that I have those features. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Right? And it's, uh, then it goes back even further what you said of like asking for support. And I wonder – one, I wonder if you have found any strategies to do that, you know, more consistently or in different ways or what you have tried. But also, would it be kind of weird to go up to someone when you're feeling kind of depressed and be like, hey, man, can you make fun of me for a little bit? <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Because there are times where I feel that, right? Because I mean, like, we're in a positive psychology graduate program, right? Can you make fun of me? I'm feeling kind of down, like really yeah. stressed. I haven't had a good sleep, dude. <laughs> Feeling pretty sad and lonely. Can you make fun of me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just want you to rip me to shreds, man. Just rip me, dude. Yeah, roast just me, dude. Roast me. Just toast. I want to be toasted, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's true. Like, I have I have really felt that and I crave that a lot. You know, multiple yeah. times I can think of that because, um, for one, it, it, it is. It's, it's affirming in a way. I feel accepted. Like, oh, okay, you accept me with – despite all of these things that you're going to point out. Whereas if someone's like, oh, I appreciate you so much. Over and over and over, over and again. Over I'm like, well, what about that? You know, have you seen this? Have you seen all this shadow and all these things yeah. that aren't as flattering or I don't overtly present, you know, outwardly a lot that I may have some shame or or whatever, some negative emotions attached to, you know, whereas, you know, buddies have known you for a long time. Like, yeah, see that? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do we got here? Yeah. And it was, it was just a quick note on when I went home, I go into this Christmas party uh, or not rather a Thanksgiving gathering. And uh, first thing, first thing my buddy says, is like, oh, ham. Hey, everyone. Did you know Ham has a podcast? <laughs> and it's like there's like 30 people there, and I and he's just ro- you know roasted. You know, I'm a podcaster, and I just thought it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, I'm home. I felt home. Yeah. Right. Immediately, like subtle embarrassment, but immediately like, oh, these are my boys, right? Yeah. And um, and you asked like, how am I getting support? Um, I went to just becoming more aware of of, of what I need in the types of spaces. I want to be around um, and touch is a big one. So like being just, and, and sometimes that's like initiating, like if I'm around people I'm like, man, I want, you know, I'll initiate that in like an appropriate way, obviously. Um, 
but just you know put my like if we were walking just put my arm around you or just ways to a like, nice like shoulder squeeze yeah Those nice are always shoulder good. squeeze yeah it's good it's like, just like oh. you're passing by someone you just give them a little shoulder squeeze yeah yeah and then um so i went to this uh i went to a meds workshop sacred sons um really really doing awesome work around um you know developing healthy masculinity and helping guys you know work through work through their stuff and um one thing was to ask me what did i want for support i was like what do i want here's what i want and what i wanted was i wanted to feel like i'm breaking through i wanted like the visceral feeling of breaking through and being able to um that feeling in my body like i'm being held back because oftentimes i feel like i'm holding back in different settings that i'm not able to express all parts of me walking on eggshells yeah yeah at times and 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 part of that's okay right part of that is is being appropriate to the context but if you don't have an outlet for that it can be really uh cognitively and emotionally um cumbersome and cause like burnout and emotional labor right so i did so there was four guys like one on each arm one grabbed me from the waist the other pushing on front and then you know so i started trying to move i couldn't move and they're like, let it out of your throat. So then I just like guttural yell, right, of just really trying to break through. And I start to move a little bit. And afterwards, I was like, oh, man, I that's exactly what I needed. And it's sort of like you notice that, you know, a lot of cathartic experiences, like there's an energy really post that energized feeling in your body of that emotion that was trapped. But um, for me, it's, it's sort of creating these internal uh, conflicts or internal discrepancies and, and turning them into something physical and tangible that I can enact. And I know you mentioned some similar with improv that, that you pr- tried as well. Yeah, I think, well, I had this distinct memory of really when I was younger and people were making fun of me and I was really mad because mm. I didn't know what they were making fun of oh, me yeah, about. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> and I think I was like eight or seven huh. or six, really young. And my brothers and their friends were making fun of me. And I don't remember why. And I, I remember distinctly being mad that I don't know why they're they're laughing at me, which caused them to laugh at me even more. Oh, yeah. Right? Talking about the fool <laughs> yeah. who doesn't know what's going on. It's even funnier watching someone who doesn't know what's going on still not get the joke. Yeah. The, and and it was it probably was a little bit of a micro-traumatizing memory that yeah. stuck with me that – has impacted a lot of things in my life, but it's funny how now I do improv, which I'm on stage, especially with clown work where I'm accessing a state of mind where I'm trying to be the fool that people are laughing at without me not knowing. I'm like reenacting this scene consciously to maybe make sense of it, maybe to provide support in a way Mm. where now I have a secure base developed with Mm. me. I'm going to go back to that state and get back in it mm. and experience it again in a healthy way over and over and over again. And that's like my journey. That's my destiny that has been created that I'm just going to be stuck in this <laughs> loop, like a Sisyphusian <laughs> task yeah. of rolling the boulder up. But how can I reapproach it with a new sense of a secure base and go through it again in a way and transmute that energy in a healthy way, like be on stage and making people laugh and having a theatrical performance that's fun and creative. Yeah. And in this sense, you're now, you, you sort of, it, it seems like there's a clear evolution where now you are aware, like you, okay, now I know what they're laughing at. Yeah. Right. And I can, I have some influence over that in a sense, like sort of taking back the, your autonomy and control over that in a way that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. It makes me think about like, what are our individual journeys in our lives that have, that have been kind of dictated on memories or situations around other people in the past? And that's kind of like my way of getting support, especially because I get a lot of support from my team around that art form. Mm -hmm. And when I am able to be in that art form, I get a sense of support because other people recognize that kind of skillful. It's kind of like a a team, like a sports team. Yeah. You know, when you find your role on the team, that's support. Mm -hmm. I get support. Like I'm the bench player. I'm the reserve. I'm the starting pitcher. I'm the closer. Whatever it is, when you have your role, that's when I feel a lot of support. And with friends, you kind of naturally find the roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, 
I think that's interesting how that role helps you, you know, sort of mesh and, and coalesce into this system, right? It, it, it very depending on the context or the size, you know, maybe your improv group is five people and this team has this configuration or like a symbol that you, I think of like uh, Power Rangers when they come yeah. together and they create the big, uh, whatever it is, a robot, right? They all have their little vehicles like matched up together. Like you become this thing that's greater than any individual. Um, and, and there's comfort in that. There's like, I am this part. I am the arm of this being right that we collectively create and there's that there is that feeling of support and satisfaction that you know that come from that yeah and that big thing that you create together is a mutual sense of support yeah yeah Yeah. and and then going back to what you said about like asking people for support like you you mentioned you put yourself into scenarios that you know you can get support but how do you like ask some this is such a uh, maybe it's a simple question yeah how do you ask someone for support? The best way. I am. I am really working on this. Um, you know, and I, it's funny because I just talked about today at a workshop at, at CMC, and and because I feel apprehension around this because I don't want to burden anyone else with my issues, right? Um, but on the flip side, when someone comes to me. And they're like, hey, man, I need support or can you help talk me through this problem? You know, nine times out of ten, I'm like, yeah, let's oh, do yeah. it. Because I, I, you know, that this becomes the idea of giving. Like we talk a lot about receiving, but when you give support, there's this fulfillment in that too. Totally, totally. Knowing that you are able to support someone, um, that, that you people trust you enough to lean on you when they need something is a really validating and fulfilling feeling at a really deep, like fundamental level giving you a sense of belonging and purpose. Yeah. I wonder if I could just ask him, like, can I have a hug? Yeah. I think you could, dude. <laughs> I think you could. Wow, man. Life's crazy. Life's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's that yeah, simple. Yeah, it's that simple, man. You know, it's like, do I really. Sometimes I don't want to talk about. I feel like I talking <laughs> helps. It could help. And that's why I do it. It was like, hey, can I talk through a problem? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's more taxing to like get more advice and try to like work on more things, more things. But sometimes in the immediate present, the best thing is like, hey man, can I get a hug, yeah. dude? Yeah, can I just get a hug? Or can I just get a, can you just squeeze my shoulder? Yeah, you just get a little shoulder <laughs> well, squeeze. Well, I, like, I think of like, you know, some football players that I just like see images of them like getting slapped right before the, to pump them up. Yeah. That's an act of support too. Yeah. Right, but that's what they need. And they're comfortable enough to be like, hey coach, I need you to smack me in the face. That's how I want you to support me right now. Yeah, or like, uh, or like, hey, you want to go work out together? Yeah. That's another way. Yeah. You're not asking for support directly, but you're like, okay, what's a situation that I can go into that I feel support? Okay, right. working out together with somebody or like getting Chipotle with someone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or like, and not even talking about what the support is, but like the act of getting food with somebody. Yeah. Or going for a while, like just doing any activity, some activities that don't have cognitive conversation are also nice, like working out. Yeah. And I think, you know, a key message here is to remove, is to hopefully show that like support can come in a lot of different forms, start to explore what that means to you and then removing the stigma, you know, this idea that everything has to be done alone and we need to face all our problems ourselves, and that we, uh, you know, should be able to deal with it. Um, Asking for a hug. Yeah. Try out different methods. Like you said, yeah. it's beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, that's something for the, for the week perhaps. You know? So now we're going to go through a little bit of a lightning round. So yeah. we have some time. Yeah. Can um, I hit you first with some lightning? Yeah. Hit me up, man. Flow of the week. What do you got? My flow of the week, um, twofold. Okay. Twofold. I got two saying, sayings for December. So this this podcast is being recorded in December. Yeah. Uh, my two sayings are team no snooze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on team no snooze now, man. Uh, it's, a, it's a recent development. And yeah. I was on team snooze. Yeah. I was on 45 minutes. Captain teams. I was, teams on, I was rising the ranks. Yeah, yeah. I was going to meet captain eventually. Yeah. You know, my snooze button hits five minutes. And I was snoozing for 45 minutes at five-minute intervals. So do the math. 
Yeah. That's about nine snoozes. About nine snoozes, yeah. Yeah, we did the math right there yeah. fairly quickly. <laughs> and I decided to make a change. And team no snooze. I'm on it. I haven't broken it. It's the hardest thing I've done all my whole life. <laughs> Honestly, it's so hard. It's so hard, dude. I, will, oh. I love sleeping. I love being comfy, dude. Yeah. And I have a comfy bed. Props to me. Yeah. But it's hard to to not hit the snooze button again. So that's been my flow. I actually get into flow like I feel so pumped to get the day started knowing I didn't snooze. And my second one is cold showers. Also really tough. Um, that's been a bit of a flow is like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going in. I'm going out. I'm feeling energized. And everything else becomes more flow. Hmm. Wow. So what was the – have you – when you bump up against the resistance – to, to snooze, what do you tell yourself? Team no snooze. That's what you say. I'm on team snooze. I'm on team no snooze, dude. Yeah. Okay. You're I'm on it. I want to be part of team no snooze. So you're already, I mean, you're There's trying a out. social belonging. There's yeah. a social belonging piece of like, I'm on team snooze. Is there, is there a community? Yeah, dude. Oh, okay, cool. So you joined a community. So that, yeah. it's a way to get some support, too. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if there's a community. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. Well, you might just start one, dude. I've literally made one. this up in my mind. Okay. And the way I say it, it sounds like I'm part of a team. Yeah. And in my mind, I am. Do you imagine like other pe- people? Yeah. There's tons of people out there on Team No Snooze, yeah. dude. You might, this might unite them actually. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who are like, yeah, I do that all the time. I'm, I don't hit no, no snooze. And I give them a high five. I'm like, yo, what's up? Team yeah. No Snooze. Yeah. You know? I see some t-shirts. I see. Yeah. We can do some t-shirts. In your, in your future. Yeah. Team No Snooze, man. So that's one self-talk strategy. And then for the cold showers, it's. Not getting any warmer. <laughs> it's just it's not getting any warmer. And I just back up into it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's respect, man. That's respect. I I'm working there. Hey, you don't have to be on on anything. Yeah, I don't. Right? It's I what's don't. your flow? You I'm on my I mean? own. Yeah, I got my own teams. What's your flow? Um, let's see. My flow. My flow has been uh, <laughs> liquids, dude. Liquids. Um, I've been uh, <laughs> liquids. <laughs> liquids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the weird, funny word to say, and there's a lot of connotations. There's a lot of things liquid could be, but my the liquids of choice Let's for me have been tea and herbs, and I've been I've been experimenting with different types of uh, stimulants or caffeine, right? I've been making some transitions and in, in, in choices of what I'm indulging in and what substances. One I can to- tell. One is talky, yeah? I can tell, man. Yeah, cool. It, it, there, is, there is a different aura. And I think it's from the, the stimulant combinations, right? And be clear, like when we're saying stimulants, it doesn't mean like, oh, I can tell you're highly caffeinated right now right. or you're whacked out. No, I can just tell you have a different energy. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that feedback because, you know, sometimes you just don't know when you're on your own little whole little world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, little island. But a little island, it is. Uh, but what – so so a lot of tea and then different herbal mixtures, cutting out coffee. Um, you did it. Yeah. Oh, man, what a so, step. Um, and it's uh, – it's been good. You know, it, it's – I'm understanding there are different types of ways to be energized and there's different like you know you've mentioned it today which i didn't really realize but there's different types of caffeine and and ways that uh you know molecules mix i guess just talking like i know what i'm yeah, talking about talking like a natural talking like a natural natural <laughs> chemist or naturopath uh, but really i don't know what it is molecules but, mix but there is they do yeah we can agree upon that there's right? some atoms there's some atoms in there protons neutrons Maybe electrons um Different, different subject, I guess, with that. But it's been good. It's been really good. And so it's like, you know, and it's also going back to like, what does my body need right now? So starting to ask myself, like, what kind of experience am I looking for? Do I got to work for four hours? All right, what do I need to, to maximize that and be at my best for that this stretch of time? Um, am I looking to chill? Am I, do I want to allow my body to regenerate? How can I um, provide that through um, liquids? And we're heading into winter season. Yeah. We're in winter season. Yeah. So there is this maybe a low calf season. Yeah. Right? Summer's kind of high calf. Summer's like, let's go. Right. Let's get it. Yeah. Winter is like, let's be home. Yep. 
Let's come home. Well, that's why it's soup, right? Like we, our body, we crave soup. I'm trying to get winter. more into soup, dude. Soup. I've been into soup. Bone broth. Get yourself some bone broth. Get some broth. bone broth. I want to like make soup. Yeah. For dinner. Yeah. And I and everyone's talking about soup, and I'm like, man, I have I don't know soup. It's intimidating. It's, it's intimidating because there's a lot. It looks like there's a lot going on, but it's so simple. Because I've made some soup that was like chicken soup, and it's like from a can. Yeah. From a company that we don't want to be associated <laughs> with. So we will not mention. <laughs> and it was lame. Yeah. I was like, this is not a meal. Yeah. I'm not satiated spiritually. <laughs> or physically. Or physically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, it's something that I think is easy once you get into. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's that it's so true that our body needs different things depending on the season it's in. Yeah. Right? It's, it's why in, in a lot of nutrition programs and, and ways that we've traditionally ate replicate that, right? We're just living in a society now where we can get whatever we want whenever we want. Any fruit of any season. Yeah. And, and it, t- some, it doesn't make sense. You wouldn't have like a hot bowl of chili in the middle of August, right? <laughs> at, sitting at the beach, just munching on. Sitting at a beach. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't do that because your body would be like, no. No. What do you what do you do in August? I'd have some watermelon. Yep. I'd have some cold watermelon on the beach. Maybe some gazpacho. Yeah. Which is what? Which is a tomato. I think it's tomato. It's, yeah. It's a cold tomato soup. Um, it's a little chunky. Um, delicious. Maybe some lime and mint in there. Mm. But now we'll, right we'll now, revisit so that yeah. in August. Yeah. 2020. We'll yeah. Um, yeah. So lots of roundabout flow of mine. Wow. Um, yeah. It's been good. How about a challenge? Challenge of the week. Um, it's related to my flow. Yeah. Part of the flow has been great. The other part is the side effect is sometimes a cold shower is a little too much. You know, it's like, I have a little bit of a beast inside of me, right? I have this this dog that is <laughs> that is highly passionate, you know, energy. Yeah. And it needs to be disciplined for good, right? You want to you want to discipline the dog. You want to discipline the beast. One way to discipline the beast is waking up early, getting the day, getting your workouts in, putting the beast into good use. You're riding that stallion into battle, into the forest. Okay. Yeah. Towards the dragon that you want to slay. All chill. But but a, a good way, sometimes you don't want to just wash the beast down with a cold hose. Yeah. And that's what a cold shower is sometimes. It's like you're yeah. just washing yourself down with a hose. Yeah. And it's like, it's good to, to be relaxed. And so that's what I'm running into is how do I take my beast out sometimes for a walk? How right. do I take the dog out for a walk? You know? It doesn't have to always be like, hey, shut up, dog. Go in your cage. Yeah. Lock them up. We got to do work right now. That's true. But sometimes you want to be like, hey, I'm going to prioritize a dog for my a walk. Yeah. Take him to the groomer maybe, you know. Have yeah. Have a bath. Well, that, dogs don't like baths or some don't. But, some, you know, they feel good afterwards. Some do. Though. Yeah. Brush the them. Groomers. You know, brush their fur. So that's what I'm trying to figure yeah. out right now is like, okay, I got the discipline down. Yeah. Got am on team no snooze. Yeah. But how do I – take care of the dog. How do I take the dog out for a walk? Mm, some more nurturing now. So like today I literally the took the dog out for a walk. I literally woke up this morning, drank my green tea, chilled it, and I went for a walk. No phone, just kind of chilled on it, yeah. went out, wasn't measuring how many steps or how long. I just went outside and explored. That felt good. Mm. So I'm gonna. that's my challenge is to keep figuring out how do I – and that's kind of come back to support for myself. Yeah, yeah. What are different ways to support myself? That is not just like jump in a cold shower to wake up. Right. Because that, I mean, it's a form of support, right? But it's not, it's not necessarily nurturing, right? It's not nurturing. It's not nurturing. It's, not nurturing. It, it, it's, it's invigorating, right? It's much more, we were talking about yin and yang, right? It's much more masculine form of support. Yeah. Right? Like go get them, you know? Go get them, get, yeah. get the day. Let's get it, you know? Um, whereas yin, it's, it'd be like you take a bubble bath. Right? Oh man, yeah, dude. Which could, that's really helpful too, especially get some Epsom salt. Like it's a way to detoxify, give your muscles and, and allow your body to absorb all that magnesium, so that you can really relax and feel. So you know, it's it's that balance. Yeah, I'm gonna take a bath. Yeah, tonight. It's a good one. It's yeah, a good that's one. a good one. How about you? Um, challenge has been. Um, uh, challenge has been. Getting through finals, honestly, doing things that I don't want to do. Um, 
working, you know, um, and, and, I, and it's a privilege. It's honestly a privilege to have this problem, right? Where I'm in a position where I can, I can say, ah, like my issue is that I don't want to do things um, that are pretty interesting, right? Objectively, like this is a pretty low risk, um, you know, enjoyable or not necessarily enjoyable, but low risk. There, there's no direct threats to my to my physical, you know, mental, psychological health or well-being. But it's just I don't want to do them and I'm having a hard time yeah, grind, getting the motivation to grind through, right? Um, but I've gotten a lot better at it, I think, is, uh, is being able to implore different strategies to be able to uh, meet those challenges. And, and, and part of that is um, – is allowing myself to to grind and then go do something else. Right, yeah. Like take breaks and be flexible in my work schedule rather than trying to pin myself down like all right, you need to do this for 4 hours. I don't I, I don't work I'm realizing I don't work well like that. Like if there's like a time lapse of me working from my apartment, it would be maddening cuz I'd be <laughs> all over. I'd just be buzzing around like I'll work, I'll do like a 30 minute sprint. Get some good work You're done. You're a sprinter, dude. I'm a sprinter. And then I'll get up and I'll clean or I'll do something. That's awesome. And then I'll get back and do that. And it's like, okay, I'm having to reframe how I, I, I uh, you know, I conceptualize efficiency. And balance out with the comparison effect of other people who yeah. are seemingly pushing themselves hard and, and seemingly getting the rewards for that. Right. Seemingly being yeah. the emphasized capital size 30 font. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I think – yeah, so that's the challenge is is the grind and then all and seeing um seeing a bigger picture within the grind because I'm very motivated by purpose and meaning. I, I place a high value on both of those. So uh, you know, being able to find that within these tasks where it's hard to see. Yeah, cold showers are very similar to exams. Yeah. Because they never the exams never get old. Like it never loses that like, oh man, I want to get through it. And cold showers never either. Yeah, yeah. And so, because yeah. the better you get at school and exams, the harder you you try to go the next time without even thinking yeah. about it. Like you are such a good student by this point. You know, like you've built up however many years you have been at school. Right? You're in grade Jeez, don't say yeah. it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, in grad yeah. school, you know, you've you've conquered masters, you've conquered all these things, and we still put a pressure on ourselves, even though you could walk into that exam and be just fine. Right. You could. But that's not but you you have a standard. Yeah. And your standard keeps going up the more skills you get. Right. Yeah. And that's that's its own battle. Yeah. And that's yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy, but it's it is like a cold shower. Yeah. That's a, that's a good analogy. So as we wind down here, we're approaching our final few minutes. Uh, let's do a, a mutual fuel for the week. Yeah. Cool. So mutual fuel, I, I kind of mentioned it in my flow, but um, really, especially during this time of year um, where I was sick last week and, I'm, you know, during finals, I'm at a point can't afford that. I need to be operating at a really high level. So I've really been relying on herbs and I've been receiving incredible benefits. So I've been, I've been, you know, taking some gene herbs and shout out to gene herbs because they are some of the highest quality um, that I've ever experienced. And, and this is, I have, you know, mentors who've been in this field for 30 years, herbologists who recommend them to. And so being able to naturally fuel my body and my mind, um, has been incredibly valuable um, and and allowing me to move and stay in a highly productive state um, where I'm feeling nourished. So that's like herbs. That's my fuel. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we only use caffeine from coffee or we use alcohol, right? Not realizing there's this whole range of herbs, natural supplements that allow us to feel at ease, a sense of peace. I mean, you made a little tonic for me earlier using yeah. some jing herbs and I feel great, man. Yeah. I'm not jacked up like uh, from coffee. Um, that was some high quality stuff and I feel quite calm, focused, at peace and at ease. Yeah. Thanks, man. Well, it's, you know, and so 
the question, you know, for fuel is like, what's your fuel? You know, what's the question to, to listeners? Like, what's your fuel for the week? <laughs> uh, but thinking about, you know, what can you give your body? What can you and begin to explore that? What different foods? And it, it's different for everyone, right? But what helps you operate at a high level? And how can you give that to yourself frequently? Some basic elements. Yeah. And just noting that, being aware, oh, like, man, I love eggs. Yeah. And that gives me fuel. Yep. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Um, thank you all for joining in. And once again, we're coming to you live from Studio B3. Signing out. Thank you.